A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, part two of our chat with Munro. Manstreaming Graveyard has just stopped. If you haven't heard part one, where there's all the chat about the graveyard, you've got to go and listen to part one. If you have heard that, here's part two. Chat with Munro. You'll love it. Are we slightly in the area of a technicality with this exclusion of trans people? Because it feels like, from my sense, is it's like, if we say we're including trans people in the conversion therapy ban mm-hmm. it would be misconstrued as promoting kids transitioning in a way that there just isn't the discussion when you're gay do you know what I mean or a lesbian you know like it's it's sort of because there's no medical intervention required at that point it's just like you just go okay well that's where you're going to live and is it that then it kind of gets into a space where people are like well, if you ban it, then you're trying to make kids be trans. Is that what they're fearful of? Well, yes, but that's only part of the story. Let's get this straight. You know, the Conservative government are not pro-gay rights. They're not. They don't Mm. give about LGBT rights. The only reason why gay conversion therapy is being banned is because they want to ban transgender healthcare for youth for young people so we're talking 16 above they've got a problem with puberty blockers and they want to ban healthcare for transgender kids Mm. basically so in order to do that they need to redefine what conversion therapy is Mm -hmm. and they want to ban conversion therapy as it stands to stop using that technicality but in order that terminology or that way of seeing conversion therapy so they need to ban conversion therapy for gay people and redefine what conversion therapy is and reframe it as treating trans kids and helping them to transition because they're then calling hormonal treatment conversion therapy yes that is what transphobes online and um, all of these you know trans exclusion radical feminists gender critical whatever they want to call themselves that is what they are reframing conversion therapy as they're mm-hmm. calling people that um, parents that help their kids transition they're saying that they have put them into conversion therapy to make right. trans and yeah. they're calling the people that work at these clinics that help trans kids transition child abusers 
And um, yeah, I mean, we've we've seen it happen in America. We're seeing it happen. You know, uh, certain states are trying to um, lock up parents of trans kids for helping them transition. They're having to cross state lines. They're becoming refugees, basically. Mm. It's disgusting. So that is what's happening. It's not about, you know, that the government care about gay rights. They don't. They're trying to segregate the community. They understand that there's already fractures with, um, you know, L without the T and um, LGB alliance. They understand that there's fractures and they're exacerbating those fractures because they want the community weak so that they can start dismantling trans rights. Mm. And is there motivation for that, that they know that the wider public is never going to be on board with trans rights? So if they start supporting... The thing is that the public is on board with trans rights. They did a consultation in terms of self-identification and it yeah. came back overwhelmingly positive that the general public supported trans rights. Interesting. They ignored it. Really? No, it's bias. God, I didn't know that. It's frustrating because trans people already have rights. We already have rights. Mm. We already have access to women-only spaces. We can already change our documentation to say that we are legally women or we are legally men. Non-binary people don't have recognition, which is another mm. conversation which needs to be addressed. But as trans women, we are legally women. So all of this is speculation and opinion. The Mm. prime minister calling transgender women biological men, you know, that that is bordering on, well, it is transphobic, but Mm. it's not accurate because even though we are, you know, we were assigned male at birth, we are legally women Mm. and we can already use women-only spaces. So it's not some abstract thought that, you know, trans people shouldn't be allowed in women-only spaces. We are protected underneath the Equality Act since 2010 Mm. and we can't be sacked in the workplace. But people don't even understand the laws that protect us because it's so muddied with opinion people in high positions of influence like the prime minister and also is it that what's really happening is something that will rage on forever is a gender debate mm-hmm. and trans people are being pulled into that but actually it's just collateral damage when actually it's more about men me- yes. they're just being that gender war whatever that is it, but it's abstract whatever it is yeah i mean trans people are just the full guy girl person you know, yeah. we, that's what we are. We're taking a fall. We're taking mm. a fall for men. And we live in a culture that is extremely patriarchally violent. Mm. If that's a word, patriarchally, well, it is now. Yeah. We, we, we live in a country that is exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. You know, we are taking the fall for the patriarchy. And mm. there are no stories of, you know, consistent stories of trans women attacking anybody. You know, we're not hanging out in bathrooms no. waiting for people to come into the cubicle do you no. know what I mean and no. I wrote an article the other day saying you know yes there's always going to be a bad egg in every single demographic but you can't measure an entire cross-section of society and measure them up measure them up to the actions of 
an individual. So we wouldn't say that all cisgender white women are Myra Hindley. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't say that every single, you know, gay man is Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm. We wouldn't say, you know, all, all of this. It's, it's, it's not fair to take one instance of, you know, somebody that is an abuser and punish the entire community and their rights on that experience, on on that on the shortcomings of that individual. It's it's really bad. I, I think I've said this on the podcast before. So everyone, you know, feel free to go make a cup of tea while I bore everyone. But I feel like it tracks into this kind of primal fear of attack. It's not about the person who's doing it. It's like it's like why people buy burglar alarms for their houses. It's probably not because you're going to be burgled. It's because you have this primal instinct to protect your home. Mm-hmm. And it, and I think it's that same thing of like vulnerable spaces like toilets are things where people feel they could be attacked. And if there is someone in that bathroom who is attacking people, that's not because they're cis or trans, it's because they attack people and that's a person who attacks people and they they need to be dealt with, whatever. I just wish that more people knew that, you know, trans people have been able to use whatever bathroom we want since 2010. Mm -hmm. And people use unisex toilets all the time. It you know, a unisex toilet is a gender neutral toilet. Mm. That's literally all it is. You use them on airplanes, you know, one or four have got them in their offices. Most offices have just got them because they're just cubicles. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that they are. It's a cubicle without a gender on the door. That's literally all it is. Most people have got them in their house. It's so wild to me. I didn't know that stat about um, the survey and people actually being okay with self yeah it's a whole consultation by the government like governmental consultation but but it does chime with what i feel like i see which is that people are lovely people really do want to understand well i wouldn't go that far (laughs) chris (laughs) yeah come on mate i know it's pride (laughs) you know what like I, i i think that in one way it's getting worse in another way it it's Getting, but I think that a lot of people believe what they believe because they are told to believe it. Mm. And it is getting worse because the government is telling people, mm-hmm. actively telling people that they are not for trans rights and people follow. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I don't think that people generally are very critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of people still have a lot of faith in the, um, in the establishment. You know, I mean, whether or not you're for the royals or against the royals, there's a lot of reasons to be against them. Mm. And people really have their blinkers on. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not for, I'm not for the British empire. I have to say Mm. I'm for certain, you know, initiatives that they do. Um, Like I support the Prince's trust. I um, support certain things that they do, but supporting them is a whole other thing because as a black person and as a queer person I don't I I can't be down with the British Empire and do you find that when you talk about people it is getting worse and all of that I suppose I'm thinking about the kid who's listening to this who is having moments first moments of thinking about being trans and where can we send them because I know mermaids is obviously uh, your patron of mermaids right Yes. And where are the places that people can go where they can understand fully and wholly that 
none of this crap you're hearing is true and you will be supported and you can become the person you know you are. Mermaids, if you're listening in the UK, is um, an incredible charity and they work with trans kids and gender variant children and their families. They help them acclimatise to transition, but also, you know, kids in crisis that are, you know, panicking and don't have anyone to talk to. So I would really say that that's your first port of call. They really are incredible. In terms of um, charities that help trans kids, Mermaids is the only one really in the UK and it's not mm-hmm. government funded. So they mm-hmm. purely rely on donations. I would say that a really important thing to do is to meet other people that are feeling the same way as you so that you don't feel alone in those feelings. Uh, mermaids do um, events during the day where you can meet other people um, who are in the as you and you can also meet other families who are acclimatized into transition so that it doesn't feel like this you know beast that you um are scared of it can just feel just like okay well I'm gonna have a happy kid now that's that's the most important thing rather than I'm losing a child I'm gaining a happy one um, it's really how you look at it and I really feel like the only way that you can really look at a situation differently is with perspective and that's what these um you know these days do I wish I'd had that when I was younger because I had a lot of gender dysphoria when I was younger like I'm not trans I haven't ended up there but like I had a lot of gender dysphoria I didn't feel like I was the boy I was meant to be and I think that was social stuff and it was you know but but I think that I would have benefited so much from a conversation with someone who could open my mind to the spectrum, you know, and Mm. actually don't feel like you have to know exactly what you are or what you want to become in. You just, you can just start the conversation if that makes any sense. Definitely. I think it's, you know, just shame. Shame is such a killer. If it doesn't kill you physically, then it will kill your spirit. And I just experienced so much shame and I really feel like the opposite, not the opposite, but the antidote to shame is connection. Yeah. And being able to see yourselves reflected in other people, being able to not hate yourself. Mm. And I really hated myself when I was younger. And I, I really wish I could like go back into like, you know, a time travel machine or something just give myself a hug and just be like you stop being so unkind to yourself if you want to survive you need to be on your own side so anything that brings you joy do it yeah if you are trans and listening to this you need to be on your own side honey you need to be on your own side because transitioning is at its core, an act of love for yourself. You cannot transition and transition into your best self if you're not loving yourself. Yeah, very true. Please try it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And how do you see your kind of future of where you're going next with your activism in and around this? Yeah, well, I mean, this year is really at the beginning of this year. I'm going to be 100% candid. I ended up in rehab. Oh, okay. Sorry to hear that. It was really tough because I was heading there for a while. I was Mm. um, very, very, very unhappy. And it just got to the point where my life just felt unmanageable. Yeah, I I was experiencing panic attacks every single night. And uh, thankfully, I've got an amazing boyfriend, but he was away in Mexico at the time. And it just got so bad that I was like, I'm going to have to, after I go on this holiday, I took myself away to the Maldives to try and like, calm myself down listen it's worth a try you gotta try and it worked but it was very much a pause button yeah it was even some days there actually there was there was like a span of like three days because whilst I was there I was on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine (laughs) and whilst I should my life is just so crazy um whilst I should have been super happy that that happened I was also being debated on the news around the world and in South Africa and that sent me off I was like this is wild like I'm in the Maldives and I live in the UK and I'm being debated on live TV in South Africa and people talking about what this means for trans rights in South Africa <laughs> and wow. I was like I don't know if I can handle this and mm. then um and you know that's not the hardest thing that I've had to contend with but it brings up old feelings and then um I got home and then I just crashed and then I was like I'm going I'm going to rehab and helps me to process a lot of past trauma wow. and um you know decide what I really wanted for my future and I decided then that this year has to be a year of focusing on myself mm-hmm. for a long time I really haven't and I've really you know just pushed forward I've you know gone from wild situation to wild situation I've had to navigate all of these you know people coming from my neck <laughs> and um it hasn't done me any good it's you know it got to the point where it was really undeniable and yeah so I mean this year really is about plugging into myself and next year I want to get back to you know I'll be doing my book tour I'll be doing um much more stuff um in terms of grassroots work and the map pool the map pool the map yeah I mean I I want to obviously 
Anna Winter, please call me. <laughs> she definitely uh, listens. Um, Meryl will tell her anyway. Anna and Meryl. <laughs> yeah. When you see rehab, was it like a recovery unit for panic attacks or was it like a drink and drugs place? It was everything. There was people, right. uh, like, I mean, I have PTSD. I've got PTSD, depression and anxiety anyway. That's what I have. So, but like it, the symptoms were so bad that that's why I was there. But there right. was people there that, you know, were detoxing from opiates. Um, I actually made a friend who was detoxing from opiates. Um, oh, yeah, he, he's, he's great. And, um, you know, the people that go, I mean, when people say rehab, they instantly think, oh, dr- like drugs. And yes, drugs um, for like a lot of people, but there's so many different reasons why people could end up like on drugs. You know, it could be that you broke your back and you got addicted to pain pills or um, even the person that I um, became friends with um was um again it was pain and then switched onto something else that wasn't meant to be better for your body but it was infinitely more addictive and harder to get off so like people are in for almost like for so many different reasons there there was people that were in there just you know for coke there was people that were you know alcoholics PTSD there was a woman that was um you know experiencing severe PTSD like myself so um, we all just really bonded and, you know, bound together and they really got me through it. Well, I'm so pleased to hear that, that it was a positive experience and you've kind of... It was, it was tough. It was really tough. I mean, it's therapy every day. It's, you know, get up at eight, go to bed at seven, crying and talking oh. to your boyfriend. Like, basically. Oh, Munro, you poor thing. I'm so sorry that happened, but I'm so thrilled that you... It had to happen. It had yeah. to happen. And like, yeah, I was really embarrassed. I was like, I hope that no one finds out. And then I was like, what? By the end of it, I was like, what am I embarrassed about? Like, yeah. I got myself help. Totally. So I, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I've worked so hard that I'm able to afford that kind of health care. It's health care. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, could, I would never have been able to be in that position and like, if anything, I'm thankful for like the fact that I was able to do that for myself, not all of, you know, the stuff that I might have been able to buy myself, you know, I don't get any fulfillment from buying it like a handbag, like if I can afford to, you know, look after myself, then I'm proud of myself for that. So that's, you know. I want to give myself a pat on the back for the rehab. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm giving you one too because Thanks. it's like you know, but you know, a minute ago we we're talking about getting rid of shame and how great that is for you, and yet you know you're saying that you're embarrassed to say, which is totally normal, by the way. But like, I find myself in those moments so often where I'm like, I found myself again in a situation where I'm trying to hide something because I'm ashamed of it, and I know, and I know so well I shouldn't. Yeah, be. yeah it's learned behaviour. I think I always have pangs of it. But then mm. I just remind myself and, you know, just you need, you need to think about it from a different angle. But I always have pangs of shame because I think it's, you know, what we have been conditioned to feel. Yes. Um, but it's it's really important to recognise why you're feeling something, not just, you know, feel it and then just accept it. Someone said this thing the other day that has really stayed with me, which is, um, you know how, for example, with rehab, like people can be very like, 
reductive about why people are in rehab that lack of compassion for other people's pain Mm -hmm. someone wrote this thing saying they can't see your pain because they can't see their own Mm -hmm. and I was like like wow I love that well they can't see their own so they make their pain other people's yeah it's it's so sad and it's exactly you know I mean hell I mean it goes into everything doesn't it misogynists wouldn't be misogynists if they could generate their own power without having to subjugate other people yeah you know men who are comfortable with their sexuality and who they are secure with who they are aren't homophobes no no and you know women who have processed their trauma with regards to how they feel about men and are comfortable within their womanhood aren't transphobes Mm. it's just you know it's all misdirected unhealed people And, you know, it does stem from, I think, uh, not that I'm inventing this concept, it's well known, like it's from a lack of compassion on all counts, you know, which is compassion from the word go. Somehow that gets removed. And I don't know what it is or why, but it is, like you say, the birthplace of so many of those unnecessary prejudices. Yeah, I mean, on a very basic level, if you're happy, you don't bully people. Yes, totally. And I was talking to my husband, I was just, this is an example of not having shame. My husband was asking me something yesterday. We were talking about a kid. People are trying to work out why this kid was being an asshole. And I said, well, I know that when I was a bully, when I was a kid, it's because I was really unhappy because I was a queer kid who didn't know what to do. And I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you were a bully. I was like, yeah, I was a bully. I'm going to own it because... I think it's helping nobody to pretend I wasn't, you know what I mean? And it wasn't like I was a terrible bully, but I was yeah. definitely mean to people. Oh my and God, I was awful. I was yeah. awful. It doesn't come out of nowhere. It's because you're hurting oh. inside. So you try and hurt others. Yeah. I mean, there's a story in my book. I mean, I won't, uh, I don't know if I know, I can't say that. I'm not allowed. I'm actually. Oh, not, damn. Do you think I'm like, allowed. I'm sorry. There'll be helicopters will come appear around your house being like, don't do the explosive. <laughs> We've yeah. sold it to the Blue, observer. Blue, my agent hanging out of it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but like I go into this. And what can you tell us about the book? So my first book is called Transitional and it's out with Bloomsbury in the UK and Harper Collins in America. Brilliant. And it's a memoir, but traces my life through different um, things that have happened within society that have impacted my life. So growing up underneath Section 28, the um, Gender Equality Act of 2010, when I started my transition, the year that it passed, and the Black Lives Matter movement in more recent years, and feminist movement discovery of critical race theory, all of these different things, um, and talking about what they meant to me in those moments, but also talking about all of the shit that I went through in my youth. Um, <laughs> it's uh, eventful. Uh, it's eventful. Yes. I, I'm so glad that I got all of the chaos out of the way, the personal chaos out of the way. Obviously, my career has been nonstop chaos. <laughs> and in a very different way, going head to head with, you know, the houses of lords and the biggest beauty company in the world. Like, it just turned into a different kind of chaos. Um, but there, there was like, my life's always been chaotic, basically. But yeah. um, I'm really proud of it. And I, I really hope, I mean, it's, it's, it is very much, you know, the absence of shame, this book. It's, it's great. me owning all of the things that I've been ashamed of. 
and um you know just putting them out there so you know I don't need to feel that anymore and I don't want other people to feel that I want you know us all to recognize that we have all been in situations and experienced things maybe done things that we're not proud of and um you know a lot of the time it's not our fault it's just because we have had to you know survive and um but I think in looking at it from a different perspective is is healthy so Munro here's to a shame-free pride yes shame-free all kink no cops (laughs) (laughs) I love that education and a right old laugh that's how I would describe that chat thank you Munro for taking the time to chat to me I always feel good after a long long chat with Munro please let me know what you think get in touch stay in touch at homo sapiens on instagram or hello at homo sapiens podcast for your emails next week we have got Jodie Harsh so Jodie is going to be bringing a splash of celebration to our pride month here on homo sapiens it's a really, really wicked chat with Jodie. Jodie Harsh is DJ, um, now pop star, doing extremely well. Very, very interesting thing that she said to me, which really stayed with me. She said, people always talk to me about drag, and that's such a small part of what I am. And no one talks to Daft Punk about their outfits all the time. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Just how different people are viewed differently uh, for different reasons uh, in pop and in in culture, I suppose, that, you know, drag's just an outfit for her. You know, that's her version. Everyone has their own. Uh, very thoughtful, thought-provoking chat and a right old laugh, as ever, and brilliant stories. Jodie has got such good stories. So the man has finally stopped strumming the graveyard, obviously, because we've now finished. Thank you very much, listeners. This has been great. I won't lie, the sun did go in for most of this. There's a big grey cloud above me. But that's a British summer, and I'm taking it. I'm taking the winds where I can get them. I've got to go and tidy up my husband's dumbbells now, because that's obviously... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style what he wants me to do thank you very much for listening a ton of love to you all powered by spirit studios